This is Tom Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to Innovation in Compliance. In this podcast series, I will bring you interviews with some of the leading experts who are changing the way practitioners approach compliance. Although the name compliance is in the title, it's really about innovation. And I wanted to drive the conversation about innovation in compliance into the 2030s and beyond with a focus on innovations for the compliance practitioner and the compliance professional. You want to learn how to bring your business into an innovative state and more innovative business solutions for compliance problems, issues, and concerns. This is the podcast for you. Innovation and Compliance is a production of Compliance Podcast Network. In this episode, I visit with Jamie Hoyle, the VP of Product at MirrorWeb. We take a deep dive into communications compliance, which in many ways is looking for a needle in a haystack, and MirrorWeb's innovative solution to help you stay compliant in both regulated and non-regulated industries. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox back for another episode. And today I have Jamie Hoyle. As you will see when Jamie speaks, he is not from the great state of Texas, but he has an office in Austin that we're going to explore. Jamie, first of all, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Tom. Jamie, could you tell us a little bit about your professional background? Yeah, so I'm actually not from a compliance background. I started out as a software engineer. My first few roles were being a CTO and a founding engineer at various software startups. And over time, I went from consumer applications to B2B, then eventually into the world of compliance and communication surveillance. So I try and apply my learnings from earlier on in my career to try and make some of these business applications a bit more user-friendly and hopefully a bit more intuitive for compliance officers and professionals. What's your current role, Jamie? So I am MirrorWeb's VP of Product. So I work closely with compliance analysts and officers along with my team to set the direction of MirrorWeb and make sure we're building things that are useful and help compliance officers carry out tasks in an easier and more efficient manner. So what is MirrorWeb? So we are a communications surveillance platform designed for modern communications. So we started out as a web archive provider. We won the UK government's web archive contracts over here. As you say, Tom, you can tell I'm actually from Manchester in England rather than from America. But then we started being approached by global asset managers to do their web archiving. So with them, we fast forward to today. We've won the Library of Congress as clients. We work with RAAs, broker dealers, and asset managers across North America and Europe to ensure communications compliance. And we've just launched our Insight platform, which captures all digital channels. So not just websites, but WhatsApp, email, Bloomberg. We're excited to continue our communications compliance journey. You mentioned several industries, which I'm going to generally characterize as regulated industries. And at least in the United States, regulated industries have a requirement for communications, archiving, maintenance, and surveillance typically those not in unrelated or not regulated industries don't have. So U.S. public companies, for instance, don't. But in regulated industries, that's a critical component of compliance. Is that the same in the United Kingdom as well? 
Yes, absolutely. So we have the FCA over here, who are very similar to the SEC out in America. But we also have government record acts and reporting regulation for public companies. So the same sort of laws and infrastructure that's required in North America, uh, in, in the US, is the same here in the UK. The I have to ask some, I don't want to say lifestyle questions, but perhaps more generally, was Mirror Web really founded above a pub? It's a slightly apocryphal story, but yeah, our, our first proper office was above a pub here in Manchester. And it was a, a co-working space, so it used to close about 6 or 7 p.m. in the evening. So our founders then moved on to the pub downstairs to carry on the work and carry on coding. Thankfully, none of that software is in production anymore. But I'm pleased to report that I'm actually, I'm sat here in a, a serviced office in a proper office block. So I think our days of, of working above pubs is now behind us. So... For those listening to this podcast and those not watching on YouTube, I am wearing a University of Texas shirt and in honor of MirrorWeb having an Austin office. So I wanted to ask you, tell us about the Austin connection, why you have an Austin office and who it services. Yeah, Austin office is in downtown and David, who's our founder and our chief executive, he moved out there last year to really try and turbocharge the growth of the U.S. business. And the reason for that is great music, great food, great people. But also, it, it's central. We've got some really great clients out in Texas. They were one of our earliest states that we started seeing growth in. And so it made sense for us to be there, to be able to service east to west coast, but also to, to really find that balance for some of our, our new staff of quality of life and contactability. And it also, the weather makes a bit of a change from the gray clouds that you may see behind me in, in Northern England. I certainly agree with that sentiment from the past summer. We had no clouds and over a hundred for a couple of months. The communications compliance challenge, I want to say is equally great on either side of the Atlantic. Most professionals, compliance professionals are going to recall in September, 2022, the $2 billion a month of fines from the Securities and Exchange Commission. As you noted, the FCA has also indicated they are going to robustly enforce these requirements. And it really leads me to start with maybe a basic question is why is communications compliance so challenging in regulated industries? So we like to call communications compliance a, a needle in a haystack problem. And the, the main trend that we've seen in recent years is the size of that haystack has grown dramatically. And so the signal to noise ratio has got an awful lot worse. There are a lot more platforms and different ways of conducting business. And context is key. So where you used to be able to archive a company's email, and that was the entirety of their digital communication, you've now got to worry about email, about phone calls, WhatsApp, iMessage, Twitter, Facebook. And then having all of those messages placed in a serviceable and accessible manner with all the context really required to be able to carry out surveillance over the top, that's the real challenge. And that's really why Insight and that's why we exist. Why is the surveillance component so important now as opposed to uh, the archiving component? So I think it's the way that business communications have changed. So 20 years ago, if you were at an RAA or a regulated uh, business, you would just archive email. And all of the context and history of that entire conversation, if it wasn't taking place in person or an in-person meeting, would be in that email chain. Whereas what we are seeing and one of the trends that we see from our firms is this switch from you may do an initial conversation with a customer via email 
or they may have a contact, a question after hours that they may WhatsApp you about on your regulated phone. But it's that shifting of context and that shifting of communication that is where we've seen that switch to surveillance instead of just archiving. So being able to have the full context and the history of those communications and being able to match up what was said when across those different panel channels and timeframes. Jamie, are you typically speaking with a CTO, a CISO, a compliance officer, or other corporate function within an organization? So it depends on the organization that we target. So if we're speaking to an RAA or a broker dealer, we'll usually be speaking with the chief compliance officer or a member of the compliance team. As we look at global asset managers, for example, or other pharmaceuticals or other regulated industry, the burden tends to shift towards the, the CTO or a CISO, as you say. And that's really where we'd look at. So website archiving, for example, tends to be more about the CISO or even the VP marketing tends to be the person we speak to there. Jimmy, as you speak to firms across financial services or even the greater regulated industries from small RIAs to large actors, what are some of the challenges they are facing that they are either coming to you for or at least having conversations with you and your team? So the big thing, I think, as you mentioned earlier, is these fines uh, last year and these mobile communications fines. And it's difficult for firms to prove, if they don't have a solution in place, it's difficult for firms to prove that all of their staff are fully compliant. So we see that as a, a primary entry point. But the other thing that we really hear is... This idea of this context and this idea of having platforms that are modern enough to be able to use some of the additional metadata, additional insight uh, that comes from modern platforms. So businesses in general are using more forms of communication and they need a single pane of glass to analyze those communications and be able to figure out compliance and non-compliance. And one of the areas specifically that we see is threading. So not just having 24-hour snapshots of a text conversation between an advisor and a client, but actually being able to go back further in time and look at patterns of behavior over many months. And the other area in the US for financial services firms, the new marketing rule, and then in the UK, the FCA's consumer duty regulations. Both of those are driving firms to reassess their website archive and make sure that they have full capture of blog posts and insights pieces on modern dynamic websites. So has compliance become more impactful across personnel rather than preaching to the choir, talking to the compliance team? Are you beginning to see compliance make some inroads with uh, overall corporate personnel? Yeah, absolutely. And I think the reason for that is the shift in burden of responsibility. So whereas if we were having this conversation two or three years ago about mobile communications compliance, I imagine the audience and the subject matter area would be quite small because the conversations around usage of mobile devices within corporate America would have been restricted to podcasts like this and communications happening within compliance teams. Whereas as we've seen over the past 12 months, the arena for these conversations has shifted. So it's on the front page of the Financial Times, it's on the front page of Bloomberg. And there's a shift in the burden of responsibility. So there are now, compared to 10 years ago, many more ways that individuals can violate SEC, FINRA, or FCA rules, and they now have direct responsibility for their actions. So we saw just a few months ago an individual financial advisor be suspended by FINRA because they use text messages. 
that wasn't their broker dealer who was penalized. It was the individual themselves. So the shift in technology has really led to, I think, more awareness in the press, but also more accountability for individual personnel within the organization. So I often say that communications compliance is like other forms of compliance in the following manner. You have to have appropriate tone from the top. Then you have to assess your risk. And if you're in a regulated industry, that risk has been assessed by you or from the regulators. But then obviously policies and procedures to guide employees, training on those policies and procedures, and then a solution such as MirrorWeb, a technical solution which can help monitoring. Is that sort of uh, the kinds of discussions either you're hearing or having that your solution is part of an overall compliance strategy and that you're able to take everything that's come before it and see if it's actually being done? Yeah, absolutely. We find ourselves as part of a much wider compliance posture. And one of the things that we see is that we either implemented to ensure that the firm meets its existing policy and procedure. So we may be replacing an existing vendor or we may be changing from a manual to an automated process. But the other area where we really fit in is as firms begin to rewrite or update their policies in the face of changing regulation. So across the world, but again, particularly in North America and Europe, we are starting to see regulators update their policy and update their regulatory action in response to emerging forms of communication. And it is those kind of conversations that we are having increasingly with our clients and making sure that they stay on the right side of the SEC's regulations and any rules updates that come into force and really have this shift from passive to active monitoring and be able to prove at a moment's notice that they are both in compliance with their own policies, but also with the right wider regulatory landscape. Jamie, one of the questions that many compliance professionals in the non-regulated industries, i.e. U.S. public companies, ask, is this requirement going to become a part of our requirements similar to regulated industries? If so, how do we comply with these? Are you having those types of discussions with customers outside of the regulated industry space? Yes, absolutely. Because one of the interesting areas where... We are seeing more activity, and particularly that I know other vendors are seeing more activity is around public companies and around how you deal with, for example, sourcing. So how do you prove that your supply chain is appropriate and suitable and doesn't contain any malicious actors that may not want to that you may not want to source from? Or the other area that we particularly see is insider trading. So particularly for public companies, making sure that employees are not buying and selling stocks using inside information and being able to have a comm surveillance tool that is able to take in signals from social media, from email, from mobile communications. is a big part of helping those firms ensure that either there isn't any bad actors within the organization or that they're able to find those who are acting maliciously and make sure appropriate action is taken. Let me pick up on a couple of points there, but when you raised a little bit earlier, which was by monitoring these and equally importantly, archiving these, it gives the compliance professionals and indeed the organization a set of data that they perhaps didn't have access to before. And if you data mine that data lake or data silo, you can get new and different insights. That strikes me as almost 
giving a, a business use case for this as opposed to a compliance or regulatory case, would that be a fair assessment in your opinion? Yeah, I think that is where we are starting to see really interesting innovation. Because the way that everyone has done this the past 20 years is you have a, a tweet and that tweet gets converted into an email and it gets put into an archive and you might review that email. But when you go through that process, you're missing so much context. So you're missing number of people who've liked or retweeted that content. If it's a WhatsApp message, you're missing delivery and open notifications. There is a wealth of metadata that organizations really aren't able to unlock with existing archive vendors and with existing services. And that's where we see a lot of value. And that's why we've tried to make sure that we capture as much context and as much information from native APIs and platforms as possible. And it's very early days yet with the kind of experiences and the kind of business intelligence that you may be able to provide from platforms such as ours. But we're really excited to see how that progresses in the coming years and hopefully try and convert communication surveillance from simply a compliance requirement into a more useful endeavor for the wider business and for the staff themselves. Jamie, that's, I think, as you correctly said, one of the most interesting innovations in this space. And I've long said that compliance actually drives more efficient business process and greater profitability. And this is a precise area because, uh, as you said, three years ago, you and I might have had this conversation, but it might have been limited to a small group. And now compliance officers and business executives are seeing the true power in having access to the data. And I find that incredibly exciting. Yeah, absolutely. And as soon as you start to layer on some of the other innovations going on in the world right now, it feels like everyone's talking about AI and ML nowadays. But as soon as you're able to more efficiently extract information and be able to take this unstructured data and, and deliver meaningful insight out of it, it it makes all of our jobs so much easier, both from a compliance perspective and from a non-compliance perspective. It suddenly tools the tool from a cost center for a business into a way to drive real insight and value across the business's products and the people they service. Jimmy, where do you see communications compliance down the road in five years or even to 2030? So I think the regulator, from a regulated perspective, the regulator isn't going away. So enforcement actions are only increasing, particularly around mobile, but also elsewhere. And some of the recent regulations that have come in by the SEC and the FCA, they're really young in their infancy. So we're starting to see actions based on consumer duty and on the marketing rule. But the approach that the regulator will take further is yet to be determined. I think if we zoom out a bit, one of the things that always fascinates me is with the way that humans communicate. So five, five years ago, we didn't have TikTok. We didn't have things like threads. There's a lot of platforms that have emerged. And really, the way that people communicate is fundamentally changing all around us all the time. We're starting to see big tech publish this concept of spatial computing. So Apple's got their Vision Pro. Facebook has their metaverse. And those things are very much in their early days. But in 10 or 15 years' time, if Apple are it, and I have no reason to doubt that they won't be, the way that we have this conversation or the way that people communicate with their clients looks very different. So whilst I'm a big fan of in-person collaboration, we have to prepare for a world in which work is increasingly done both in the field and remotely. And being able to capture insight from all of those platforms, from, from spatial computing, from TikTok, from emerging communications platforms is key to that vision. 
and scaling them properly is a must-have for both regulated and non-regulated business. Jamie, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time for this episode. But before we leave, I wanted to ask you if our listeners wanted any more information on yourself, Merrill Webb, or really any of the topics we've touched on, what might be the best place or places for them to go? So our website is mirrorweb.com. So that's mirror on the wall, web as in website. And my email is jamie, so J-A-M-I-E, at mirrorweb.com. Jamie, this has been a fascinating conversation, and I hope that we uh, can continue it down the road. Perfect. Thanks for having me, Tom. This is Tom Fox again. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Innovation and Compliance. I've linked to David's profile on LinkedIn as well as the IntelliKey Academy. Uh, You should check it out. It's got some great resources. And if you're looking for a way to assess your own potential and help grow professionally, or you'd like to have some of your employees uh, be involved in that process, it will be a great resource for you. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I hope you'll subscribe, rate, and review wherever great podcasts are listened to. Innovation and Compliance is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network.